What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 25th episode of the Vision Game Podcast. I'm your host, Brad's Gaming. And as always, I'm joined by Klon Show. Hello, everyone. And Triple Bravo. Howdy, folks. And uh, question of the week is going to be, what is your favorite Pokemon of all time? And this kind of came up because the new Pokemon games came out. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and something Pearl. Shining Pearl. Shining Pearl. Okay. Um, and I actually picked up Brilliant Diamond for myself. Um, didn't play much of it, but I'm kind of excited. I, the game got a little bit of hate, I think, for it being not, you know, not making too many quality of life changes or something. Um, and I think it's because if you have the old game, they want you to, you know, it's like there's no reason really to buy the new one. But for me, it's like having it on Switch, plus I never have owned either one of these uh, games from this generation. So it was worth a pickup for me. Um, and I'm actually excited to mess around with it. Some a game I could sit on the couch and kind of kick my feet up and enjoy. Yeah, uh, it's so. a game that I maybe pick up after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I Like I said, it's a mindless, fun game. You know, it's not something that's crazy it's, in depth or anything. It's Pokemon. Oh, exactly. You it's baby what... RPG. That's what I always call it. Um, but to go along with the question, what are your guys' favorite Pokemon of all time? Bravo? My favorite Pokemon is Primeape. Little, little fighting ball of fury. Yeah. Need I say more? I like him. Uh, I, I really like Mankey as well. Mm-hmm. Though, both of them, they're, they're awesome. Yep. How about you, Joe? Diglett. I'm just kidding. I'm oh a basic my. guy, and I like Charizard. Oh yeah, go with the uh, go with the fanboys. I used to like Charizard, and uh, not that I don't like him anymore, but you grew up. I actually, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it. Um, I feel like the the thing that made Charizard so cool back in the day was it was like the hardest and rarest card to get. Yeah. So then when I had it, I'm like, oh my god, it's so amazing. Then I'm like, I don't. It's not even one of my favorite. You know, I like Blastoise better than Charizard. So I see. I from the original games, I always started with Charmander, mm. and I never was good or dedicated enough to get to Charizard. But I loved him in the show and the movies, especially yeah. like the Pokemon movie with Mewtwo, where he got his head stuck in the log. I cried <laughs> like a baby. Had a boy. A fun fact um, about the Envision crew. We all three start with different starter Pokemon, uh, which is pretty yes. cool when we found that out. I can't remember why we were talking about that. I don't remember. A little while ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was something we were talking about, and it came up. I almost exclusively start with the uh, the water Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It just, for some reason, they always kind of are, are the ones I steer towards more. But... In, the uh in diamond here i ended up choosing the i think his name's turtwig the turtle hmm. he's actually really cute so yeah. <laughs> i was like hey, he's pretty pretty cool i like it. he's a grass guy yeah but um and then for for me my favorite pokemon is actually machamp um I th- and it's exclusively because of the card that fire types yeah the fight fighting is probably Fighting and then Psychic. Those are my two mm-hmm. favorite by far. If I wasn't going to pick Charizard and be basic, my favorite Pokemon would easily be Alakazam. 
Oh, that's mm. a good one. Such an also... interesting character, you know? I have two really weird ones that I don't think many people like. Um, and I don't know why. I have little figures of them, and it's Tangela. <laughs> Tangela, he's really weird. I think it's I think it's the shoes. He's got the red shoes, you know. He's it's just blue red. spaghetti. Yeah, blue spaghetti with red Nikes. I think that's what it is. <laughs> and then uh, Farfetch, just because he's got a unibrow. Because he got a unibrow, and Brad got a unibrow. Yeah, <laughs> like brothers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. All right, so the the main topic of the show is actually going to be going over the Joystick Wars. So this came out and um, just felt like perfect timing to go over this, kind of go along with the hype of uh, the awards and, you know, getting towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice to talk about the games that have came out this year and uh, what we think of the choices that are made, because there's some that we definitely have questions Strong opinions on. on. <laughs> Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on here. But yeah. anyways, let's we'll get to it as we move along. So first one is going to be best storytelling for a game. Um, choices are the, the nominees would be Life is Strange, True Colors, Psychonauts 2, Wildermyth, 12 Minutes, Chikori, A Colorful Tale. I think I said that right. And Tales of Arise. So... Uh, I don't, do we want to do we want to just say which one won? Yeah, let's just let's just cut right into which yeah. one won. So, so the winner of those was Life is Strange: True Colors. Um, I really only know a little bit about a tiny bit about Psychonauts. I know what Life is Strange is, pretty much. You know, like the Walking Dead Telltale style games. Um, did a little bit of research in the Wilder Myth game. Looks cool. Don't know much about the story wise. Twelve minutes. Essentially, watching Joe play through all of that, so I I got the whole feel of that game, and the Tales games I I hear a lot of hype about them. Um, I've played the old Tales of Symphonia back in the day, but I've heard decent things about Tales of Arise as well. Um, I I don't know how good Life is Strange is. It, it's never done much for me. Yeah. Out of these choices, like even though I know the most about Twelve Minutes, it was. Kind of an interesting story, but weird. Um, I probably would have given it to Psychonauts just because I think it's a little more unique being like a comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I always liked like the original Psychonauts was really cool and, and actually pretty funny. So I tried to research Life is Strange, True Colors. And to be honest, the the trailer for it just kind of I, I almost dozed off because it's just not my cup of tea. It seems like mm. too much of a a real life story type game, and I purposely steer clear of those kinds of games, books, TV shows. Like if it doesn't have something special, unique, magical, sci-fi, punky, like I I just don't care. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch real life stories happen <laughs> in any of my my uh fantasies like it's just not what i want to spend my time with you don't want to watch an uh a, a tv show or an it guy answer the phone it this is brad <laughs> no are you trying no. to turn it off turn it on again no the closest oh, i get okay. are uh, crime yeah. shows uh, but mm. those are a little unrealistic mm. so it yeah, still counts so... go go joe through 
the nominees, I've played both 12 Minutes and Wildermyth. Uh, 12 Minutes was... It took me longer than 12 minutes to play, but we did like a group playthrough of it together, solving the puzzles, mm -hmm. and had a good time as a group, but the game's just tedious, and it, the story wasn't that good to me. It was pretty basic, cut and dry. Um, Wildermyth, God, that game has... It really, really interested me, with it being basically D&D. &D. The downside to it is I don't want to read the dictionary every time <laughs> I'm going between little fights that last 20 seconds. But I'm essentially it, uh, illiterate as well, so <laughs> really rough for me. <laughs> staying on the basis of best storytelling and not putting my personal game preference into this, Life is Strange True Colors hands down would be the best storytelling game of the nominees. Uh, whether I like to play the game or not, which I don't, I played the older Life is Strange and didn't enjoy it, but they do have a really good way of telling their story, and they are, like, interesting stories for what they are. It's just it doesn't have the gameplay to keep me attached mm. that I look for in a type of game. Yeah, But okay. best storytelling, I feel it wins. One game, yeah, and that's just from the uh, the nominees. One game I think should have made this list is It Takes Two. I think the story was great, and the the gameplay is equally great. I mean, we could talk about that for quite a while. Joe and I played through it together, just completed it not too long ago, actually, and it's a pretty good story. Uh, it's a pretty, let's say, the core of the story is pretty basic, you know, like to... Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but, but but it's not like a revolutionary story. It's how the story's told, which is what, what's really cool. Mm. And just to give my thoughts, 12 minutes, the mechanics of the game are what are unique to that. The story, basic, just like Joe said. Uh, and I don't have any other input on were... the, the other games. <laughs> well, I remember we... Uh... We got annoyed afterwards because it just got really tedious doing the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah. Cause... And then we ended up looking up part of it. I think, I don't know if you were there, Bravo, or not at the end. And then Joe and I watched the ending and it was like this weird incestual thing at the end. Of the, oh, wow. If I'm remembering correctly. No, yeah, I... I believe that's right, but it's been, what, a few months at this point. Now, yeah. So... Yeah. It was I... strange. I, I don't know. <laughs> I we went were to really bed. excited for it since E3, and like it came yeah. to Game Pass, and we were like, "Oh, we need to play it," and we all just sat down and played together. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, anyway, so we can move on to the best multiplayer game now. Um, so, best multiplayer we have: Deathloop, It Takes Two, Chivalry Two, Back for Blood, Valheim, Naraka Blade Point, and uh, the actual winner ended up being It Takes Two. Oh, so. Ba -ba -ba. I think that's a pretty fair... I actually think it's a pretty good list as well, actually. Um, this one, I think most of the games, the only one I don't know much about is the Naraka game. Um, did a little research. I mean, it looks interesting, but um, I mean, yeah, you've heard tons about Valheim. Back for Blood, obviously, we, we played that and reviewed that as well. Um, Deathloop. Joe played a good amount. Obviously, he played day one, and it was a little buggy, but it could have been fixed by now. 
Um, Chivalry, I know the original game was pretty huge as well. And I imagine just Chivalry 2 is just more you know, additions and everything being it. And it takes two you guys absolutely loved. So I think it's pretty much a fair, fair win yeah. for that. It Takes Two was a great game. Um, my only... Th- when it says best multiplayer game to me, I think of a game that takes more than just two-player co-op. But, like, <clears throat> overall, It Takes Two definitely would be the one that wins for me. But out of these, like, if I'm thinking multiplayer, I'm thinking, like, four-plus online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, something like Chivalry or Valheim. Mm-hmm. But... Out of the nominees, It Takes Two is definitely what I'd give my winning nod to, just because that game was phenomenal for what it is, and the criteria they're going with fits perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing, doing my research for this uh, episode, I was like, oh, Naraka. Like, I'm sure that game came out, had a huge peak, and just died off, but no. Like, it's got like 150,000 people, concurrent players, every single day. It's pretty crazy. And I, we just don't know anybody who plays it, so I was like, "Oh, that game's dead." <laughs> um, is, is this the battle royale one? Yes. Okay, I remember. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, another game I thought was strangely not on this list would be Outriders. Uh, maybe because it kind of fell off so quick, they didn't have as much content or something. Or, the way people submit these games may be a little bit of an input, but just just a thought from my own personal perspective. Yeah, I think I, Outriders didn't get added because multiplayer was legitimately broken at the release, where hmm. the point of the group we had to play it with, we all played through solo because we couldn't play together. Mm. Sounds like a 2021 in a nutshell. Game's broken. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and I actually, I want to pick up Outriders. It it looks pretty good. Um, debating on whether I should pick it up or not, though. It, if you could pick it up on a sale, the story itself is actually pretty good. Like just playing through the story, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the real uh, harsh reality of that game is the uh, for me the end game content uh, was just it like they didn't think about the end game loop and. You got to think about the studio and what their plans for the game were. They nailed it. They wanted to release a game that was front to back. You play with your friends and then they're going to release another game. And I think they've kind of backpedaled a little bit and they're like, okay, we're going to release some more content for this game. Uh, But it's not Mm going to be anytime soon. And I fear that their their fan base is going to peter off because, you know, new shiny things are out. Why would they go Do back you know, to that? Outriders did have a addition. I don't know what it was included or like anything about it. But I do remember them saying like right off the bat they're like there will be no DLC free or paid for this game and basically said don't ask for it. <laughs> but yeah. now there's like I know that they have it on sale on Steam and it's some expansion or DLC or something mm-hmm. is like uh splattered everywhere trying to push it. Yeah, Please I mean it's already down to. More. It looks like it's already down to twenty bucks. So yeah, I mean it came out uh, what early April, so it's been out for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm thinking about, like I said, 20 bucks might be worth a pickup. Now, on, on what system? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> it, I, I'm kind of liking the idea of it because it's, it's got some RPG aspects of like skill trees and whatnot as well, from my memory correctly. Yep. So classes and stuff. And because it's a shooter, sometimes I feel like <clears> I'd, <throat> I'd rather like kind of kick my feet up and play on a controller. But same time. It does have crossplay, so. Oh, well, that makes it a little bit easier. If crossplay works, that's yeah, not the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think uh, I think that one was a pretty good choice. Though. I mean, it takes two, I would say. Um, yeah, I, think I, I unanimously agree here. Yeah, yeah, I like Back for Blood a lot too. Obviously, I think that's a little bit of a, you know, just being, being me liking Left 4 Dead so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Back for Blood was really fun when we played it. But anyways. Uh, we'll move on to best visual design, which we have Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, Psychonauts 2, The Artful Escape, Little Nightmares 2, Hitman 3, and Genesis Noir. Uh, the winner ended up being Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I think is an absolute, you know, bomb of a game for visual design. The game just looks like a Pixar movie. Um, it's insane how well it looks. I... I have absolutely no gripes with it winning. You played it How about yet? You guys? I have not. I I have to still beat the first one, which I I own it. Um, I don't own Rift Apart yet. I'm waiting to till I get around to yeah, playing. Yeah, I never played a Ratchet and Clank game prior to Rift Apart. It was my first intro to the series. From mm. all the things I've read about it after playing through it, it's you know regarded as one of the best. Mm-hmm. Visually, the game is absolutely gorgeous, but I blew through this game way faster than I wanted to because I was enjoying it so much, but mm-hmm. they definitely took everything the PS5 had to offer and threw it at this game. Obviously, I'm sure in five years towards the end of the PlayStation's 5's lifespan, whatever, there'll be better, but for right oh, now, yeah. this is definitely like one of my top three visually appealing games. Mm-hmm. Up there with Demon Souls, the remake, as well as Kana Bridge of Spirits, which surprisingly was not nominated because playing that game on the PS5 was absurd. Ratchet and Clank, beautiful game, but Kana was the definition of a Pixar movie in mm-hmm. game form. And that's where my vote easily would have went for for best visual design. And that development team being their first game absolutely knocked it out of the park i agree with everything joe said and i would again add it takes two to this list because the visual design in that game you know i might be a big fanboy but you literally don't know what to expect on the next level and it's like each each individual section or chapter of the game is its own micro game with completely new environments i'm talking uh space there are squirrels that talk in there that go to war like world war ii like there's so many crazy weird things like it's like a it's like a trip on some kind of some kind of kind of psychedelic or something i don't know it it takes two is probably but obviously between the three that we're talking about right here it's the one that's a little bit more unique yeah i don't um, think it would have won the, but i think it yeah. should have been nominated 
Yeah, I agree. Because the two that we're talking about, they definitely look like they both look like Pixar movies. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But um, it takes two. It, it's just it's interesting. It kind of has like a claymation vibe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just from what I'm looking at. With, but I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it, but it gives me that kind of vibe. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, um, kind of surprised that like, like yes, Hitman Three's good looking, but um, I, th- I feel like they were just like, oh, let's just throw something out there. <laughs> Hitman. What surprises me the most is that everything but Hitman Three is. I'm actually not familiar with the art full escape, so maybe not. But they're all yeah, like yeah. an animated style. Like, the Genesis Noir is, like, the black and white drawing-looking game. Little Nightmares is obviously animated style. Psychonauts 2 is its own weird, like, drawn animation. Yep. And then Ratchet and & Clank and our addition of Kena and It Takes Two are both animated. So, so the Artful Escape, it just looks like a... It looks... It looks it's definitely animated um, style, like... Maybe a little psychedelic or something, based on the yeah. few pictures I'm looking at. But it looks cool. But I, you know, just I would say it's definitely a toss up. Yeah, that yeah. something like Call of Duty didn't make it into this. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. after your uh, review of the the visuals of of the campaign. Hmm. Mm. I think it's um, and and this is could just be me, but I don't think people think of visual design and stuff when it comes to like realistic like they're always like oh it's colorful and animated (laughs) and you know yeah i get it and ratchet and clank definitely is i mean for what you would expect it looks as real as you would expect Mm -hmm. so yeah Hmm. that's an interesting thought brad that's a i feel like you just said something that is a, a hint at the future of uh like visual games and how they impact people the closer we get to realism, uh, like realistically depicting, you know, a World War II uh, setting or something, you get so real with the with ray tracing and all this stuff that people stop, like, caring. They stop giving them uh, awards or praises for being so good looking because they're so good looking. You're like, oh, what? It's just, it, it's just, you know, it's it, it's just guns and and shrubbery and and all this other yeah. stuff why would i give that a life. good yeah exactly it's like well some squirrels wearing <laughs> general helmets <laughs> that's actually all rendered there's not a single real thing in that picture uh and it is a work of art welcome yeah i'm, I'm almost curious i'd have to do some research but like i like i think i've mentioned in the podcast before where like uh you know like nfl 2k2 back in the day with its super boxy pick like uh <laughs> polygons oh, being like oh my gosh it's it's real life baby so and funny i don't know story. if like those games won or not you know <laughs> <laughs> funny story in regards to that it was nhl 2k3 we were playing it in my living room and my mom came in and she goes oh are the penguins playing tonight and we were like i, I don't know why she goes well aren't you watching the game and we just <laughs> like, no it's a video game <laughs> oh it looks it's... so real it's wild. Like I remember same thing. My my mom coming in and seeing some stuff. Oh my gosh, the graphics are so real. Now you go back and it's like just a, <laughs> a, like I could make it just a default like blender. It's like oh, I made a cube. Here it no, is. I 
I will never forget trying to go back and play Glover on my N64, and oh, I physically boy. could not f- see with the naked eye where the character ended and the environment began. I didn't know what I was looking at because it was like it was like a dark room because it's like a dark like wizardy type game, and I mm-hmm. was like, I can't play this game anymore. I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, my eyes are lazy. They've been game that should have won back in the day is more the chicken <laughs> that design is <clears throat> masterful uh, similar thought on visuals that's probably the most unrealistic po- part of the matrix <laughs> because they don't have any like weird stuff that they generate and put into the matrix you know like like oh i need a car it's like why not oh i need a dragon you know <laughs> mm-hmm. put a dragon into the matrix for me please yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was a um, big tangent. I'm so sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so we, we can move on to the best <laughs> indie game. So we've got Dust Door, Trickery, A Colorful Tale, Old World, uh, Wildermyth, Bonfire Peaks, and Sable. So winner was Dust Door, which um, I've heard tons of good things about this game. And uh, it looks amazing. Haven't gotten around to play it myself, but... Um, it definitely looks like it would scratch that itch that I would enjoy. Uh, what are you guys thinking here from what we have listed? See, this is why I like this podcast, because I have a second or third chance to not miss uh, some of these uh, good games. Because I did, not, mm-hmm. I did not know Death's Door existed until we started researching for this uh, episode. And I purchased this game. Because it looks so good, uh, and it's uh, currently on sale for the uh, uh, winter sale or whatever autumn sale they have going mm-hmm. on right now. It looks really cool, like like clean uh, graphics, uh, a roguelike or road or what was roguelite or like yeah whatever Dark Souls like whatever it is. Like I, I'm really yeah. excited to play that game, and I'll uh, throw my review out there whenever I am done. These, awesome. these other games, uh, we've already talked about Wildermyth. I don't know much about these other ones. We're probably not the right group to go for indie games, generally speaking. We have our community members for that one. Yes. But I do know a little bit about some of these. I know Chicory, A Colorful Tale, is about like an anthropomorphic dog that mm-hmm. has a paintbrush full of colors, and he's like walking around in a coloring book. I don't know the basis of the story or anything else. I just know that. Uh, Old World is a 4X game, apparently. I learned that while researching, and it absolutely piqued my interest. That's a game I'll be looking more into after. Uh, Bonfire Peaks is a weird, like, cube-generated game. It's a puzzle game, and you... It's like dealing with loss. So you're like carrying a box and have to get it through. And I don't know exactly how it goes. Sable is a artistic game. (laughs) that Mm. It's like a weird cel-shaded art style. And it was from E3. They showed a bit of it. I remember we talked about. And we were all a little confused because we thought it was like an ad or something. And then it turned out to just be like a game. But 
yeah, it's not for me. Um, Death Store does look really cool. It's a game I may end up picking up based on how Bravo likes it. Mm-hmm. But best indie game of the year, hands down for me, is Kana Bridge of Spirits. Being their absolute first game, Ember Labs just did so good with it. I'm a fanboy. Yeah. I was even before the game came out because it looked so good. And I had these two goobers watching it with me because I was just scrolling through to the PlayStation Store and came across it. Yeah, you, you can't change my mind that the only reason it didn't make it to this list is because people didn't know that it was an indie game. When they, uh, it probably is that way. Reason. Yeah, when they think indie game, they're like, ooh, weird box puzzle game that that has you do these things or, or uh, you know, a, a tiny little game that's all about one emotion or, you know, cool hipster stuff like that. Not uh, Pixar film number 27 in video game format, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly i mean they've made like sm- films before like small animated films of like mm-hmm. majora's mask and stuff along those lines but they've never done a game and it's like a small team and god that game is game is difficult as is which is a good thing in my eyes it's beautiful and the story is pretty interesting for the game that released at 40 bucks yeah. And the anime design and world design. Mm. Bone apple tea. <laughs> so uh, I was going to just say one thing with Bonfire Peaks. If nobody's heard of it and you're looking, it kind of gives me a little bit of Catherine vibes, which I don't know if you guys have ever played or heard of. Um, it's a super weird, like, Japanese puzzle game. Um, and it's about a guy that. Uh, is dating a girl named Catherine with a C, and then she's like goody too. She's normal, and then he has another Catherine with a K. That which, and I don't know all the story of it, so if I'm getting it a little bit wrong, forgive me. But Catherine with a K is like the promiscuous version of it. Oh, um, and he he goes in his like dreams, and you're like trying to escape and stuff like that. it's it's a weird game. Hmm. Um, Kind of gave me those vibes. Also, one of our uh, nominations, Diablo 2 Resurrected. <laughs> indie game. That indie studio, man, they, they try, even though they fail miserably. <laughs> that studio needs to go under. <laughs> yeah, that studio. They, I, I, they're digging their own grave with all the alleg- <laughs> allegations and stuff that have been going on. Yeah. And they just keep popping up. Every <laughs> single... It seems like every week, it's like, <laughs> oh, Blizzard once again has done something absolutely terrible. The or no, Activision the, Blizzard, the higher ups in that studio took no press as bad press to the heart, and they're like, "All right, well, we're going to start harassing people now." Mm-hmm. Easy money. You uh, get but, a sexual harassment but, charge. You yeah, get a sexual harassment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sable, I do remember my thoughts watching it the first time where I thought it was very strange that you're not supposed to enter combat. Like, you you have these different ships that you're supposed to explore with, but you're supposed to run away from, like, all combat. And uh, I did not like that, because my play style is against that. Mm. So, an exploratory, uh, kind of a chill game, I guess. I'm glad it made it somewhere. Was Biomutant an indie game? You know, I don't, I don't know, know what that studio has made. But that it's a game. Too. Oh, it was T- it was THQ Nordique by mm. Experiment 101, so 
Technically gotcha. not, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just remember that being a popular game for as well. So, just curious. Okay. Right, yeah, can, we... uh, I think we can move forward with into Studio of the Year. Unless you guys got more to say with indie games. No, I was just going to make a bad joke. Continue, please. Right. <laughs> so, Studio of the Year nominations are IO Interactive, Arcane, Housemark, Double Fine, Capcom, and Dracnik and Friends. Uh, which I that was the only one I've never heard of. I think they're the ones that made Bonfire Peaks. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, um, winner was Capcom. Um, honestly, I don't see anything wrong with that. Being that Resident Evil Village was pretty solid. Um, I liked it a lot. I'm Housemark. You know, also I think it's pretty solid. Honestly, all of them are pretty good. I think Iowa Interactive maybe one of the weaker ones. Even though I know Hitman Three is actually a pretty big game um the hitman games get a lot of praise i actually really loved hitman absolution when i played it back in the day but um i feel like i gotta be in the right mood to to really want to play a hitman game where you know arcane with death loop and they've done like the uh oh gosh i can't remember the name of it uh dishonored games as well yeah pretty cool um but yeah i I think it honestly, Capcom deserves it. I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Brad and I are Resident Evil fanboys, but Hitman, what is that? IO Interactive, we said, was the one that made Hitman. I keep getting yep. them mixed up. Yeah. yeah, Hitman has gotten a ton of praise to the point where, like, I'm actually interested in getting into Hitman 3, and I haven't played a Hitman since Hitman 2 on the original Xbox. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's been quite a bit, and I'm pretty interested to like see what uh, what's evolved over the years. But Capcom Resident Evil Village did some work in these Golden Joystick Awards. We haven't come across any of their nominations yet, but they uh, mm-hmm. they definitely made a run. Um, and oh, go ahead. It definitely is Capcom's year to shine. Uh. It was definitely up for grabs for whoever <laughs> wanted it this year. With even a bit of effort. Yeah. Was who... I, I am terrible with studios. Uh, I'm very much a just give me what I want. I don't care who you are kind of guy. Uh, but Arcane Studios made Deathloop, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Capcom. Exactly what you guys said. I, I don't have any input on these studios. I don't really... I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I do. I have to really get give Returnal the shot. Finally, I I've actually been really interested in Returnal since day one, but I just didn't feel like it was a seventy dollar game. Um, and actually, it's probably on sale right now. To that point, it is. It is. I'll, you know, it's actually at that point where it's like, all right, it's probably worth buying, but that might be something I pick up. On like most Black Friday weekend sales for like forty five bucks right now. Mm, which isn't bad you know that 40 dollar range is kind of what i was thinking it'd be would be a good good price point so yeah and it's yeah, it shows off get... the ps5 so it's definitely exactly yeah the game's the game's real pretty it's real pretty but we can we can move on to best game expansion so ghost of shima Ika item icky island all right yeah resident evil 7 remake episode intermission the outer worlds murder on erdanos i don't know 
Sims 4 Cottage, uh, Cottage Living, Super Mario Bowser's Fury, Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 2. Um, the winner was Ghost Tsushima, uh, Icky Island, and one thing I was kind of surprised, I didn't realize that they considered Bowser's Fury an expansion because uh, I, I understand that that part was like the add-on for the game when you bought yeah, it. Yeah, they just made it, it was... only available <laughs> yeah game. i don't think you can buy just the no, expansion though i don't so, think so either it's just nintendo was... being nintendo so that was a little bit weird um i've heard good things about the resident i mean resident jeez final fantasy 7 remake um episode intermission but i've also heard a lot of good things about outer worlds um outer a worlds lot of good is... stuff a fantastic game that I'm not even close to beating, but I'm super mm-hmm. excited to finally come around to finish. That's like my game when no one's on and <laughs> nobody sees me and I'm hiding in like I'm... a private Discord channel. I'm just <laughs> grinding that game out as slow as possible because I'm there loving it. Yeah, but real, I think most of the options here pretty pretty solid. I mean, Sims 4 Cottage Living. I don't know how excited. First that off, one don't you is. dare. Don't you dare insult the Sims in front of me. I'm saying cottage living. What what is what are that? Just cottages? We guess that's, that's what we got. Yeah. Is I think a... I think these are like some of these are strange uh to include as best game expansions. I don't know, Doom Eternal, sure. Eh, Bowser's Fury, kind of weird cottage living. I haven't played Sims 4, but it seems like uh, uh more of the same. You know, so and Sims made it. That's <laughs> back in the day. That's how they made their money. Was mm-hmm. they just pumped out those? That's expansions. still how they make their money. Oh yeah, like there's, there's so, so many. Just off the top Here's of my your... head, what about Gunfire Reborn with their uh, expansion or just being released? Why isn't it on? Because uh, it's not an expansion. That's a release. Yeah, yeah right. They first release. They uh they added this is like characters. DLC like DLC content okay fair enough. Yeah. If I, I'm looking at these, I mean they're all good. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake I obviously haven't played yet as I've talked multiple times that I haven't played Final Fantasy. <laughs> I have the Final Fantasy VII remake on the PS5. I haven't touched it yet because I want to go through all of them in order. Ghost of Tsushima, I haven't played the Icky Island expansion because I was very angry about the director's cut thing that they started doing with video oh, games. Oh, yeah, man, but, PTSD. Yeah, I am going to play it because Ghost of Tsushima is without a doubt in my top five video games, probably of all time. That game is amazing, and I feel like I can't not play more content of it. Bowser's Fury is awesome, but it's also Mario. If I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't keep up with Doom, because it's not a game that interests me. But did they not release Doom and say, we're not releasing any DLC or anything for this, and then they go ahead and start releasing a bunch of paid DLC? Hmm. I don't remember them saying that. And they... I mean, technically, they you know they did the, the VFR thing as well. I don't remember... You know what? I'm not Maybe even going to talk wasn't... about it, because I, I can't yeah. remember the release dates. Maybe uh, it wasn't uh, DLC, but like something. Did Doom Eternal have multiplayer and like skins or something? I don't remember. Uh, but they said something and it just rubbed me wrong because I know they turned it back. I remember reading about it on Reddit. Mm. Outer Worlds, uh, haven't got to the DLC. I haven't even finished the normal game. But 
out of all of these, Ghost of Tsushima, Iki Island is hands down <laughs> incredible. It, it, this category is like if you were nominated for the best game of the year in the previous year and you released yeah. an expansion <laughs> this year, it's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Even more awards. That's, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's hard to say because like some of these, it's like you got to get around it. You have to beat the entire game. And then on top of that, like Ghost of Tsushima yeah. is not a short game. No. And Final Fantasy VII is not a short game. Outer Worlds is not a short game. Outer Worlds uh, actually so. apparently is a short game. Is well, it, it depends. That was one that was like, pretty... yeah, it's long your first playthrough, and then it's like five minutes, apparently after you know what you're doing. Yeah, you can uh, you can skip like Resident Evil. You can skip a pretty large portion of the game, but it requires making the right decision. Well, the specific decision, not really the right decision, uh, because you ignore like whole arcs of the game. And you're like, ah, yeah, I don't really care about this planet. Uh, time to time to go. <laughs> um, I got right, scared there'd so... be spoilers and took my headset off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Ghost of Shima probably was the fair winner just because it probably was the best game out of all of them. So, you know, going basically off of what Bravo was saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> game last year. Uh, I think Oshima <laughs> might have been one of the best games of the year too. Yeah, it won some awards and whatnot. I think, right? I don't understand how it wasn't like the big game of the year last year. Yeah. Anyways, we'll move on to mobile game of the year. We got Clap Hands Golf, uh, Fantasian Overboard, Alba: A Wildlife Adventure, Cozy Grove, and League of Legends: Wild Rift. The winner was League of Legends: Wild Rift. Um. That our winner is League of Legends Wild Rift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think we got to go to Bravo if he knows any of these because what, what does that mean? Kind of, you're kind of designated. <laughs> he's mobile our gamer. all right. Mobile First gamer. off, I have no idea how Orna did not make it onto this list. Okay, it's because all three people who play it didn't vote for it. <laughs> uh, anyways. True. It's just it's just my favorite mobile game. If you haven't listened to the podcast anymore, <laughs> uh, or or uh, for the first time, whatever, the only two games that I know about are Cozy Grove, because uh, our friend of the community Sushi and Donuts, uh, she really likes that game. It's like Animal Crossing, but mobile, but different because it, Animal Crossing is already technically mobile. It's just a different Animal Crossing type game. It's cutesy, and the finer details of the game, I gotta be honest, are pretty cool. Like, the different characters, you're like, oh, that character actually is, like, a humanoid of this item or whatever. Like, it's, it's cool. Go look it up. If you like cutesy games, go look it up. Give it a shot. Play it while you're on the on the throne or something. I don't know. League of Legends Wild Rift, obvious winner uh, in, in my book. It's League of Legends, it's but League. simplified and, and mobile. Like, good job, uh, Studio of the Year nominee for the list. <laughs> Riot Games. Well, they're, they're going insane now, too. Yeah, that's yeah. honestly surprising that they weren't up on the even a nomination. They've been Yeah, I'm a bit surprised by that. But then again, I feel like it's one of those, um, <laughs> once again, uh, you know, favoritism things of a lot of times console 
stuff seems to get favored, like mm-hmm. the favoritism for the PC stuff. I think it's because there's more access to consoles, like you know, easier yeah. access. Yeah, you know, that, that's into. a good point. How do you not nominate a business that has like 60% of the gaming market and and that business being Tencent? Like, <laughs> how does it not yeah. make the list? <laughs> like I said, it's, I, I'm actually it glad it, it didn't make the list, but <laughs> how does it not? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, we we can but, move on. I don't feel like we uh, we have much yeah. to talk about mobile games. By the way, clap, clap hands golf uh, is literally just hot shots golf. So, <laughs> uh, so do you like hot shots golf? Maybe that's your thing. You get uh, bonus well, points for physically throwing it, your phone across the room. I I think raid shadow legend. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're gonna get sued. Uh, why we're allowed to talk about it every they're probably gonna send us money like hey we we skimmed your video you said (laughs) our name once here's 80 dollars heard your name here's 13 cents (laughs) (laughs) and that's my 13 cents you know i saw one guy give that game an honest review is like look they've sponsored me in the past but i've canceled my sponsorship and will no longer work with them here's my actual review (laughs) and uh it was (laughs) It was pretty. It's pretty honest. It's pretty. It bad. was pretty. Raid, if you're listening, we'll give you our honest review for Raid. If you pay me, if you pay me, I will give you an honest review of a ten out of ten. So, I can. My love can be bought. Oh <laughs> uh, man, but. And as we can move on to best audio, which nominees are Returnal, Jet the Far Shore, Sable, Little Nightmares 2, Resident Evil Village, and the Artful Escape winner was Resident Evil Village. I have no problem with that winning myself. <laughs> um, uh, but then that could be because fanboy Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, I... I don't even know. Returnal, though, I've heard decent things about the audio in that game from what I've played and everything. And even not what I played, excuse me, what I've watched, I would say. Um, but I still think, I do think Resident Evil Village's audio is pretty good. What are you feeling? Yeah, so we're obviously Resident Evil fanboys here. Speaking of Resident Evil, I know I beat your guys' ears in with my complaints about Welcome to Raccoon City. But I just want it to be official on the podcast. That movie is awful. Do not waste your time or money. The audio Same. in the movie would not even be thought of for this list. <laughs> <laughs> but It's but, awful. Seven out of ten. <laughs> no, I, I gave that movie a solid two out of ten, with one point being simply because it had Resident Evil characters <laughs> wow. i was sticking to that review i hated it i was ready to walk out of the theater but i wanted to eat my popcorn and i couldn't do that while driving and i am buttery steering I, wheel i am very tempted to go and i want you to see this weekend really bad just so i have somebody to yell out <clears throat> with <laughs> but <laughs> back to the topic at hand for best audio uh, Resident Evil Village didn't do anything special with audio, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it was there, but it just was what you'd expect. Um, I'm glad you said that. Cause yeah, I, if, I, yeah. If I had to pick out of, like, this list, it would be Little Nightmares 2, because I think the ambience of Little Nightmares, even the first one, 
is just so good and they like put keep you on edge through the whole game and it's like that dark weird uneasy feeling and the audio definitely helps make that uh atmosphere way more than it does in resident evil village uh could so could the audio be also with the like voice actors and stuff like that sure but it, it i mean the voice actors were fine but at the same time like you had what Heisenberg, Lady Demetresque, the daughters, and then like the siblings of. There wasn't that much like voice acting in the game. Ethan, his voice. Mm. I mean, yeah. So is this supposed I just to think be? Is better. Because hmm. it's the best audio, so it's like yeah, all it around all audio. of it. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad. Sable made it to the list because if since it's an exploration game with no fighting, uh, it's supposed to be like a cruising around audio. game. It better have good audio. Uh, <laughs> but one game I I'm just the negative guy today apparently. But one game that didn't make it on this list, Doom Eternal. Are you kidding me? It's it's a music album but... with with a game attached to it, and it also has pretty good like sounds in the game and it i i checked it released in december of 2020 on some platforms and then in june on the rest of the platforms of this year i mean it it should have made it to the list do we turn release march 20th of 2020 brother maybe some dlcs uh yes yeah that's why it wasn't even nominated, I'm sure, because that game, I mean, both of the Dooms, I'm pretty sure, were in this category for their respective years. No, I'm right. Well, you're right, too, but it released on PS4 and Xbox One in December, and it re- released on PS5 and Xbox Series X on uh, June 2021. Hmm. Bam. We're, uh, we're, we're all right. We're all technically right. Look at that. But that is probably I, why probably I didn't... probably just went yeah. by the original. Probably just didn't make it on the list because of that reason, but still. Oh, I do have one more thing to add for the Resident Evil Village thing. Um, I The save room music always is a treat. So Was there save room music in Village? I don't even remember. Yes, there was. Was it and good? And it was pretty good. It was actually really good. I liked it a lot. Was it like... RE2 or RE4 good? Or like it was uh good? it gave me if I'm remembering correctly, it gave me vibes of the RE4 save room. Okay. It because obviously they took a lot from RE4. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They did have the save rooms, I remember. Yep, yeah. And it it was good. And plus my boy Moreau, he's <laughs> my boy Moreau, man. He yeah, I don't know. I just think little nightmares it's <laughs> The maybe it's just because I feel like the audio is much more a part of the game. Why I lean towards it, but Resident Evil Village, I mean, great game all around. Yeah, so it probably is kind of a similar thing where it's like where you know, Call of Duty, right? Super great graphics and everything. It's got all the stuff going on, so then you're taken away from the audio. Yeah, Resident Evil Village has more going on than Little Nightmares does, so the. So the audio for Little Nightmares comes forward a little bit more. So on um, that topic, I would say that Call of Duty 
shouldn't make the list because it's like more of the same because you know you're not really doing anything revolutionary between games it's all gunfire shouting and yep. you know you'd have to have like a really good soundtrack to kind of like up the ante from the previous game yeah i'm not i'm not saying that like something like that should win you know this this i'm just saying like in general a game that has the higher graphical quality um something that's a little bit higher budget more uh more stuff's going on the screen i feel like would take away from the audio because you're you know maybe more focused on what's going on looking around like in Evil village you're definitely more honed in i feel yeah uh i like oh crap i'm getting chased by this where it's just a relatively like a 2d plane you're running back and forth on for little nightmares um, little nightmares 2.5 d Little Nightmares. I'm playing through the first one. I've only played a little bit of the second one just to get a feel for it. But I'm just going to say, it might be the modern 2D game that gets my interest. Mm. Just I, uh, because I love that like weird, dark... What are you playing on? Uh, Steam? Yeah. Okay, so I have it on PlayStation. And I don't know if it was my TV at the time. Or the PS4 or what but that game was so dark i mean the almost, game is dark but it was almost hard to make out anything though like i couldn't see where yeah, i it's was not supposed that to go yeah I'm yeah so i think it was shit. something <laughs> uh like death loop dark for you yeah that dark. that's mm -mm. <laughs> no i'm not having that issue it's definitely dark like it's meant to be dark and it's yeah. dark in like the other sense that it's like a pretty messed up mm -hmm. story i guess they got yeah. going that's pretty cool. But I think we can move on to Best Performer, um, which we have nominees of Jason Kelly, Colt Vaughn from Deathloop, uh, Erica Mori for Alex Chen from Life is Strange, True Colors, uh, Maggie Robinson, Lady Demetrusk from Resident Evil Village, Ozioma Akaga, <laughs> Julia Blake from Deathloop, <laughs> and the Jennifer Hale Rivet from Ratchet and Clank with Part, and Elijah Wood. Gristo Nick the Post guy, uh, Psychonauts 2. Winner was uh, Maggie Robinson, Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. Elijah and Wood, she... isn't that Frodo? I think so. Elijah Wood, he, he's definitely an actual <laughs> actor. He's something. Well, we got little <laughs> hobbits here. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with the winner. The yeah, uh, yeah, that's, voice that's... and character are... Uh, Quite uh, substantial individuals. Big mommy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think Lady De Maggie Robertson did a great job with Lady Demetresque, but just from like the bit I played of Deathloop, I'm honestly surprised one of those two didn't win. Either Jason. I Kelly. really like Colt from yeah. what I watched you play. Like he was They're... really good. Yeah, they sound like they sound like professional professional voice mm -hmm. actors i would and... have probably given it to him just just from what i've watched why not like it yeah they it was very captivating and, it. yeah i was like i said death loop i really hope they ironed out the issues that it had yeah definitely uh, one i have to throw back in and see if i could actually see it yet yeah i i really liked uh colt vaughn played by jason kelly he was uh a really cool really cool character mm -hmm. he definitely put emotion into it that mm -hmm. like you don't see in games too often 
especially for that type of weirdly action oriented game. But yeah, Maggie Robertson obviously did great with Lady Dimitrescu. And I mean, it's oh, yeah. definitely the most iconic character in video games this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I kind of wish they had a category of like best memes from the from video <laughs> games this year, because like that step on me, mommy with a bird. That's <laughs> <laughs> to be the best thing I've seen in a while. Best sexual icon of 2021. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. The daughters are better. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Three for the price. OK, we're. Moving well, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it this way. Before even, Bravo starts so, talking about his games, we need to keep moving. Well, I I got one more thing to say about the uh, <laughs> the meme stuff of Lady Demetresque. Even my wife thinks they're funny because she's seen some of them and she would laugh about them. There was a video of a guy, is uh, Chris Raygun made one. And uh, it, he like edited in like a cardboard cutout of her that like broke into his apartment. And he goes, oh, God, oh, no, please, no, no. And he runs around and he locks the door. So he locks her inside. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Great one. But we'll we'll move on. Uh, Best game community. I thought this was kind of a strange one. Uh, We'll we'll dive into this for sure. But Mm. we got Final Fantasy XIV, No Man's Sky, Dreams, Monster Hunter Rise, Destiny 2, and Magic the Gathering Arena. The winner was Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, I know Bravo's got some things to say about this for sure. Let him loose. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah, this category is probably my least favorite out of all of it. So, Final Fantasy fourteen. How are you going to have the best game community? I, apparently, I need to read the rules because you can't have a community that. Uh, well, the game shuts down for nine months to fix itself, comes back out, and then, like, slowly over time, uh, attracts more attention, more people, and ends in a crescendo 2021 where so many people are playing it. I think partially because of the state of World of Warcraft, but, uh, well, MMOs in general, but it's just very strange. Not because the game is bad or, like, I'm not saying anything negative about the game, but there is a distinct dead zone in the game's life from 2010 when you have other games like Minecraft, uh, which didn't make this list, that has a, an obviously large community that hasn't gone anywhere but up. It, it, whether the community is, like, a, like... I don't know, <laughs> all together or not. It, I don't know. It, it's very strange. Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. Arena? What are you talking about, dude? It's it's a, it's not... It can't be that big. There's no I, way. I don't... Yeah, well, it the is. Weird Magic, the weird thing with Magic the Gathering Arena, I think, is... Because I played a little bit of it. I don't even think there's a way you could talk other than... It's kind of like Hearthstone, where you just right-click and you mm-hmm. click like a little pre... Yeah. You know, pre-made quote essentially and it's like okay (laughs) i wonder if these like came down to like reddit activity or what because like destiny 2 the people who play that game they hate the game and that it's just like constant money grab they're vaulting content that you paid for that now you're not Mm -hmm. able to play it like that doesn't make sense that they made it uh maybe it's just like people who play these games going on and voting for themselves yeah, Monster I, Hunter Rise is a Switch game, which Switch doesn't have good online. 
So well, the multi so yeah, in order to have communication on the Switch, you need to download the phone app. Yeah. And, and then talk to them through that. So if <laughs> so yeah, it's it has to be something to do with like volume or community as in like outside the game community because mm. Monster Hunter Rise is a four player online game. Like at most you can have four people. It, it yeah. surprises me that these aren't just MMOs. Like I don't think MOBAs have any right to even think about this category <laughs> yeah. with how toxic they are. I think but it'd like, be funny to nominate one though. <laughs> just get League up there. <laughs> but like Final Fantasy fourteen, I the community doesn't have anything to do with it being shut down for nine months, so I don't correct have any gripe on that. And the game has blown up massively. Like I didn't even know this game was an online game. I thought it was just a normal Final Fantasy, yeah. and then all of a sudden, everybody is playing it. I'm just like, what? What, mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah, I know my cousin even is he he's pretty deep into the game as well. But like the game, so I know Bravo mentioned it once, but like Minecraft, honestly, it really does have a really good community. Like the it. It, I, I don't know. There's a lot to it, right? So I disagree. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. He's a huge YouTuber. He has, like, the green skin that doesn't show his face or anything. Dream, but yeah, Dream, dream, dream. Okay. He did a speedrun or something and cheated. And, yeah. like, knowingly cheated and lied and lied and lied whenever, like, the other speedrunners caught on to it. And the Minecraft community was, like, basically at each other's throats for, like, a solid six months to a year. That community is constantly looking to fight with one another. <laughs> uh, that's the only well, instance that I know that they like go after each other. Obviously, I'm not like a part of that as much, but I will. I will. You know, now that I've uh, let the heat out, I will say that the story, you know, uh, of like a game kind of like going through the the ringer and having to shut down and fix itself, and, and now it's a, a really popular game. Uh, loved by a whole bunch of people, which is also a similar story for No Man's Sky, similar but different. Th- those are pretty good games to be nominated for best game community. Uh, and yeah, I I don't know if I just I just don't know if I don't like this category, but uh, it does. I would like to see the actual rules to it because it it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, the one that I think actually would be one of my favorite because of being community driven would be dreams because you make the games and then you play the community content. You create your own content. You're sharing with people. It's all community based, you know, and I understand that a game like destiny, whatever is essentially community based. You can only Mm. really play it online, right? Like you can't play it actually single player. right? Right. Right. So something like that, like I, I understand, but, just really like I, I think like I said magic gathering it's just strange like i don't i understand yeah. it's a card game and you could but it's not like the physical card game where you mm-hmm. have a community that you're going to see it everything you just sit down it's like hearthstone like hearthstone yeah. has almost no community you know <laughs> well what about what about animal crossing you know that's a pretty good community yeah I, and it's it's all cutesy game I don't know if they uh, fight over stuff. Maybe they do. And it doesn't make much sense <laughs> because it's like this: these none of these games are, I think, brand new this year. Either. All right, so, I'm like I, I don't know. How I'm convinced the people that uh, voted for this category went to Reddit, went to the subreddit for each individual game. I was like, who has the most? 
Who's got the mm-hmm. most subscribers? <laughs> it has to be something. <laughs> winner. It has to be out. It has to be something with outside interaction <laughs> than just in-game. But yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're rambling about this. Let's <laughs> let's move on to PC game of the year. Um, so we have for nominations: Wildermyth, uh, Chivalry Two, Old World, Hitman Three, Pathfinder, and The Forgotten City. And the winner was actually Hitman Three. Um, so, Old World is. Am I mistaken? Is this that Amazon MMO game? No, that's, no, that's New World. World. Oh, that was a close, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can't be mad. Old World is a 4X indie game <laughs> that okay. I just learned about today. <laughs> All right. I don't know what was going on in my head. I'll let you know first. what I think in a few days. All right. Yeah. Let me know tomorrow. Um, I mean. Like we've said, Hitman Three is getting a lot of that praise, so I'm not too surprised the with the win there. Um, maybe a little surprised that it's won it on PC. Like, I feel like there's pr- there's got to be something better that's like maybe PC exclusive or something, right? Yeah, I think I it's know. fair we just talk about it now before we get to the next categories because the following categories are of the various different uh, platforms console. Uh, I'm sorry, PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, and PC. Yep. But they have cross-pollination because the games that are on the other consoles are just non-exclusive games. It's just it's just a list of games for each one. Yeah. Yeah. The only one selected. is Nintendo. The only one that has it exclusive, which is because is it it's Nintendo. Xbox exclusive? I mean, it's on PC as well, but it's an Xbox yeah. exclusive. Yeah, like for, for example, uh, really quickly, we're not going to go into it, but like Xbox Game of the Year, 12 minutes, right? Like you played it on Steam. So, yeah. Um, I don't know uh, if that's well, ever coming. Well, I did play through Game Pass, else. actually. Yeah. So, um, I know that's on Steam. I actually, it says 12 minutes is on PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, nonetheless. Honestly, out of these games, like I, I don't know which one I would kind of give it to. I mean, Hitman is a good, good choice. I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything wrong with it. Um, I'm trying to think about Pathfinder. I've heard Pathfinder. I think that's. Is this a game that's based off a of board game, or is this something else? I'm also Pathfinder confused. is based off of D and D, and okay. branched off on its own. So this is based off of that branch. Pathfinder, mm-hmm. it's a great tabletop game, and it's honestly up there with uh, a Divinity Original Sins. Like it is a really good mm-hmm. game. Uh, I watched I watched my uh, my friend play through most of it uh, over his shoulder, and then uh, watched a Twitch streamer play it a little bit just to get the specific streamer's opinion on stuff. But it, it's a decent game. I don't know if it's for everyone. So it's nice that it was, uh, you know, put on, made it to the list. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. All four of these agitate me to no end because they're not just exclusives. Yeah. Like, there should be game of the year, and then there should be each individual for exclusives. And then, like, the one overarching that could be non-exclusive. But PC game of the year, Hitman 3, we've said before, it's a great game for what it is. Pathfinder, The Forgotten City, Old World, Chivalry 2, Wildermyth. I mean, Chivalry 2 is massive whenever that mm. came out. I know people who like played the first one that took like a week off work 
to play this game. And I've never touched either of them, but <laughs> I've watched them. And hey, if they're having fun with it, pretending to be a knight, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But there's games like Humankind and like Age of Empires, like these core PC games you could think of that aren't available anywhere else that should be in here that just like aren't. That's what I was thinking as well. It just doesn't make sense. You know what they did? They listened to our episode of the Gaming Island Challenge, and they're like, okay, how do we fit like multiple games (laughs) that we like in the same... I was going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) We can... um... Do you guys got anything else to say about this? Because I kind of want to jump no. into it to get to my next. The I, I say I say we kind of group the rest of these, uh, like all together, and just talk about them all at once because it's it's kind of its all own right. topic. So this is what I was gonna say. So PlayStation Game of the Year, we have nominees of Returnal, Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Death Stranding, Director's Cut, and Kenna Bridge of, Bridge of Spirits. The winner was Resident Evil Village. So here's the thing: if they chose Resident Evil Village. For here, why was it in the PC? On... Yeah, exactly. Or like... Xbox? <laughs> yeah. Or like, why? <laughs> because they had a because they had a rule where they're like one game can't win multiple platforms because yeah, we're trying it's... to take all the games to the island. This mm-hmm. so it literally comes back to that point. It's like there's going to be 50 different games that come out with a game of the year edition because they wanted it on like some noob informer magazine that has two subscribers mm-hmm. in like, wanna... South Swahili. <laughs> Listen, what we need to do is we need to find the most obscure game possible and give it the Envision Gaming Awards. <laughs> game oh of the year. my goodness. And then they could print their own game of the year. We're thinking with hot sauce now. Yeah, there you go. Yep. But realistically, like for PlayStation Game of the Year, if it's a PlayStation exclusive, it should either be Returnal or Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, in my opinion, is probably the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I go down I that mean, way. I give Village to PC because it's across all platforms. It's not PC exclusive, obviously, but PC. Yeah, PC plays everything pretty much. It, the only thing you don't get on it is Nintendo games, unless you're emulating. Yeah, but and mm-hmm. as of right now, like there is some stuff that, like obviously, Returnal and Ratchet. Yeah. Are not there. Yeah, but I'm sure Ratchet's gonna be on PC at some point soon. I'm guarantee it. It'd probably be. About a year or so, but it's gonna come. Sony's definitely yeah. starting to pump out PC. The fact that God of War is coming now, yeah. or actually already out, like that's such a big, you know, big franchise for them that it's probably only a matter of time till uh, Uncharted comes there. Last it is Rose. coming. Uncharted Four is on its way. Okay. Surprised they don't have the first few games then, like the uh, collection. I'm Maybe sure it'll. Do. I'm sure if not, it'll trickle come. in at some point. But yeah. let's roll into Nintendo because we yeah, can argue going... about it all day. Well, <laughs> Nintendo's probably the best one out of the bunch because they are actually exclusive. We've got new Pokemon Snap, Neo, The World Ends with You, Monster Hunter Rise, Brave of the Default 2, Warrior Road, Get It Together, and Metroid Dread. Winner was Metroid Dread. I think that was pretty fair, honestly. The um, hype around this game itself would have made a yeah. game of the year. I played, uh, I played the demo of it, too. It is buttery smooth, I have to say. So... It, what what is this Bravely Default two game? I don't remember this at an all. RPG. So Bravely Default was a game on 3DS. Um, it's basically your tip like Final Fantasy style. Think yeah, of it that way. really JRPG. long R- JRPG mm. style game. So, um, <clears throat> you know, new Pokemon Snap. Actually, I'm kind of I forgot about that game. 
<laughs> I should pick that up at some point. I like Pokemon. <laughs> that game it's... just is. I see the appeal of like people who just want to chill and take pictures, but like yeah. it just blows my mind how popular it is. It, I don't know what it, I think it's just nostalgia. The rose tinted glasses. Yeah, I never played this... the original on the sixty four. So <laughs> that's what it was for me. I I've... played the N sixty four one. I played it like a hundred percent through. I had a I had a strategy guide I would follow through back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how how do You're I? You're such a little best? nerd with your strategy <laughs> guides. The new Pokemon <laughs> Snap. Uh, I actually don't like its scoring system for the pictures. You mm-hmm. you can kind of. I don't know. I would expect like the algorithms to be better because I've taken some real, real poopy pictures of Pokemon, and it's like five stars. Here you go, buddy. Here's a thousand um, points. It's the best picture of Pikachu you've ever taken. It's like that's his left ankle. He's behind a tree. Because it's so interesting. So but, there's a weird. Um, so the old. I only have knowledge from the old game, right? It, there's a weird thing where if the Pokemon's doing something unique like in the so for example on the beach in the original game you could send a bunch of apples and you can make pikachu follow the apples Mm -hmm. lead them towards a surfboard and he gets on it and starts doing moves in the surfboard and it's like oh my god it's a surfing pikachu it's amazing (laughs) right um yeah there's there's the same things in this this one here and and you you know you have to go you have to do multiple runs because you physically can't like like some things some actions you do take up all your time in that area so you can't do other actions or maybe you mm. knock a tree down in one run which causes you to go a different direction which means you're not going to get to the other da, da, da. like the replayability is there awesome but yeah, uh yeah. yeah whatever anyways enough of that mm. so Metro we'll Jet, move... unanimous Push yeah i think it's pretty I think it's pretty unanimous. Honestly, I don't think much of the other games myself. I've never played a Metroid game outside of one for the GameCube. Why can't I think of what it's called? Prime. I think Prime. I think Diablo 2 Resurrected is uh is probably should have made this list. It just says yeah. uh <laughs> it, it released on the Switch. I'm just messing. It did release on the Switch. <laughs> um it's, I mean, it's a decent <laughs> loop, but man, console is terrible. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's my bias. Yeah, we can move on to Xbox here. Xbox Game of the Year, we have Lost Judgment, The Ascent, Psychonauts 2, Microsoft Flight Simulator, The Artful Escape, and 12 Minutes. The winner was Psychonauts 2. I think same kind of thing. It's strange. It was, it's on, I think it's on most things. I don't uh, think it. No, I think actually, it's, it's only not Xbox on and PC. Yeah, actually, I forgot that Double Fine ended up getting purchased by Microsoft. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. But it's on Steam. Either way. Um, no, I don't it, know. Says, it says it's on PS4. Is it really? Wow. That's what that's what Google says. It could be wrong. Google. But Google's never wrong. Don't question I it. still think Microsoft Flight Sim should have won this, if not the PC version. Mm-hmm. Because that game or if we call it a game, I guess, is phenomenal. I've never played a flight sim before, and then I played that game. And the fact that you could literally fly anywhere in the world, and most of the world is, like, to scale. Mm-hmm. Based on the thing, isn't that game old? No, it came out this year. Like, it's a new flight sim. 
Yeah, it, I mean, they've done it before. It's, it's, yeah, it's so like this is series, like the most updated, yeah. and it uses like Google Maps data and terrain data. Uh, so uh, like you could fly, I flew through like downtown Pittsburgh and crashed into one of the buildings. <laughs> I flew around, I could, like, yeah. see out my window. I flew around Japan. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually you land on your street and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. They got a picture I mean, of Joe in the, <laughs> in the house. Got me out back in the my speedo at my pool <laughs> i gotta I, I really wish that i knew when the google like the google car came through because i would do the <laughs> dumbest thing you could possibly see i'd 100 percent be in a speedo or something outside but i think I, flight sim deserved one or the other because so many people that like people that don't play games like flight sim people who play only hardcore games play the flight sim and it just it's just such a weird group that play it, but it's massive. Psychonauts oh, yeah. could be great, but it's on everything else, apparently. Yeah, Flight. Uh, I know just from hearing people, people love the Flight Sim games. And now that I've been flying a little bit more, too, kind of like, just a... <laughs> Like, what does the Maybe. pilot see? <laughs> Maybe I could... Uh... Yeah, wow, it's exactly the same, just a different view. It's like in a car if you're in the back seat, right? It's like yeah. I wonder what it is being a driver. <laughs> well if you if you have the proper controls, you know, you can actually quote unquote learn how to fly through these simulator uh controls, you know? Like wild. Some of those people's like stations they have set up are mm-hmm. incredible. That's they have like the sixteen monitors make it look like they're and it's just, what in the world is going on here? Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right. So we can, I, we went through, I think there's been a few questionable ones since the game community. We've been kind of questioning how mm-hmm. it is, but we can move on. Best gaming hardware. Uh, oh, boy. Kind of weird one. Uh, so we got PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 and Nintendo Switch OLED. So, it's kind of weird they just threw a graphics card in there. Like, So, first off, why the 3080 over the 3090? No, I don't know. Second off, why is the Series S in here when the upgraded Series X is there? It's better in every way. It's like, did they actually think that the Series S would beat out the Series X? Maybe somebody wants the, uh, you know, why isn't PS5 Digital on there? I mean, it's the same product wow. as one has a disc tray. But wow. like, I I thought I copy pasted something wrong whenever I was making the list, but there's another one on here that I deleted. It's a solid state drive. Yeah, yeah the WD Black SN850 NVMe solid state drive. What is this category? I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I think so the... it makes sense. <laughs> but. I know, but I don't think it, we need to talk anymore. Our winner is the hard drive. <laughs> I mean, it's a solid state drive, first off, and I'm pretty sure that's the solid states that are like in the PS5, like those upgraded yeah. ones. How are you going to have a component of another item you have on the list? You know. <laughs> yeah, I get that, and I don't understand how a 3080 makes it over a 3090. A 3090 is just why not just say the 3000 series GeForce RT like. Some just the best one of them, like. <laughs> but PS Five won. Um, it literally just came down to be a console war. Who could play more? 
It probably but, was, yeah. It probably was literally just console. And then I mean, I don't PC know what gamers else. Would just be. look at it. They're like, why did why is a thirty eighty here? Man, I, I wish the vote. I wish the gaming community would hijack this this uh, contest because you'd have like Xbox controller, PS Pro, or uh, <laughs> the. The uh, DualSense controller. <laughs> the, which I'm voting for the DualSense controller. This just, thing is amazing. Just list every oh, yeah. single component of a of a tower. Uh, Samsung TVs, Best Asus, Asus monitors, <laughs> HDMI cable, DVI. Best <laughs> mid size PC case. Best full size PC case. <laughs> so, I, this is definitely something they should have just not had this category. Like they were like pulling us. They, like I don't know if this was something that was like live streamed and they actually did an award ceremony or not. They did. They um, did. Okay, so this is them being like, all right, we need to fill time. How how do we make this two hours long? Right now we're <laughs> this an hour. was them literally looking at it and going, how do we get more hype? And they go, we fuel the console wars. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we anger everybody. That's what we do. Whatever. I. Let's just move on. PS5 is great. Xbox Series X is great. PC is great. Nintendo They're Switch is great. great. Play, Play what you want. Exactly. Play what you want. Enjoy what you like. Simple as that. That's that's the nice thing about gaming. No, I, I have one more addition to this list. Mm. The uh, the Utech Smart Venus MMO Gaming Mouse 16400 DPI gaming mouse that's the one that i use and it is superior in all ways okay wrong i'm saying it now First off, i have the <laughs> razor naga trinity and it's better <laughs> how much does yours cost uh well i got this one for free because my last one i broke fair <laughs> so wrong the, the right one is i have the rollerball mouse that i had from uh 1995 you talking about the egg yolk yeah, and I have to take the ball out, and I have to get all the dusty crust on the rollers off. I believe you, Brad, because you don't. <laughs> Show me your mouse right now. Show me your mouse. Come on. Oh my god! It's it okay. has lights on it. All right, it's got lights. It got, got RGBs. <laughs> all right, next We're category. Right. Our next category is still playing award, which we have a. I think this is one of the longer lists, actually. Uh, got Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV, Destiny 2, GTA Online, Genshin Impact, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Rocket League, and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, winner was Final Fantasy XIV. This game must have blown up this year or something because people yes. were definitely playing it before. I've heard of it, but... uh. Mm -hmm. not that i haven't heard of it. it's a final fantasy game but what i mean is i remember in college people were talking about playing it back in the day a little bit and it's just like this one really this right. is the game here here hear me out look at the list again what is the oldest list oldest game on the list yeah that's the one that won <laughs> isn't counter-strike csgo older <laughs> you know, I, I know think I think it's two twenty two thousand eight maybe. Uh, uh, if that's case, it was twenty twelve. It was twenty twelve. Oh wow! All right, well then, so yeah. But it is, yeah, uh, you, you know what I mean though. Like it's a contest yeah. of who's oldest because it still yeah. has a community playing it. Oh, Final Fantasy fourteen has got a crapload of uh, hype this year. Cool W. Oh, 
Okay, so League of Legends came out in what, 2010? Yep. Not mm. even, maybe 2009 for Alpha, Beta, but not official release, I guess. Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, I'm pretty sure, came out way before then. Uh, I don't remember the exact start of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. But why aren't they on this list? Yeah. I mean, the League of Legends is still, what, the <clears throat> top three most popular game of all time? Yeah. Even Minecraft's top three, if not top one. I think Skyrim should have been added to this list just as a meme because, you know, what is it? The 10-year anniversary just came out and people are still buying and playing it. So you got to, I mean, it, it beats... They just released another it, edition. It beats Apex Legends. It beats Warzone. It beats Destiny it beats 2. <laughs> like, everything but... Just keep going. <laughs> Final Fantasy. <laughs> I, I think the one... Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that like GTA Online didn't win. Oh my god! Well. What about uh, um, uh, Age of Empires? Age, Age of Empires two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh they man. They still have multiple thousand dollar tournaments. Yeah. Oh man. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Whatever. I don't know. It's these. <laughs> it's by definition stuff, a popularity contest. Right? Yeah. It really <laughs> like, is. It's open voting. You can go online and vote for these. So it is what it Final is. F- Final Fantasy fourteen fanboys must have went on there and like mm-hmm. push the button. <laughs> Do it. They're all in their little guilds telling everyone. Get on NordVPN, go. You got you gotta go vote if you wanna be in a guild. <laughs> it's I I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Um Let's move into most wanted games. I actually think this is kind of interesting. Um, Hold on, this before is you fun... before you make the list. For those of you listening, just think: what is the most wanted game uh, right now that's coming out? Super let it, let it, let us know in the comments below because you're gonna be right. All right, Brad, hit us with the list. Hi, right, our list is God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Halo Infinite. Marvel's Midnight Suns, GTA Five Enhanced Edition—that's a big one right there. Whoa! GTA Five—I don't know. Skate Four, Elden Ring, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, Legends of the Breath of Wild Two, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Starfield, and Gotham Knights. And the winner is Drumroll. Nobody drumrolled. Elden Ring. <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> this list is so strong, and then there's just like random games like Marvel's Midnight Suns, <laughs> GTA oh, no. Five, GTA Five Lego Enhanced Edition. You, yeah, they, Lego Star Wars. they are walking on their <laughs> tiptoes right now. They're like, "Holy crap, guys! We really actually have to do this correctly because if we don't, <laughs> our reputation is going to go way down." <laughs> Dude, I, I, here's the thing. Realistically, I'm sure there's like five of these games that could have won. Yeah, because they all have pretty big hype well, and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised Breath of the Wild 2 didn't win, just with how... Breath of the Wild 2, Pokemon Legends, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Halo Infinite, Skate 4, all definitely made a running. Starfield, mm-hmm. even though... Did Starfield get announced exclusive? So it probably lost a lot of hype from that, if that did happen. Oh, yeah. But, but Elden Ring is... Dark Souls fanboys... Mm-hmm. I would even like reduce it to like Pokemon, you know, the Pokemon game. Yes, it gets hyped from the Pokemon stuff, but I feel like Pokemon doesn't get the hype just because it's Pokemon. Like people yeah. are like, oh, yeah, it's Pokemon, whatever. Even though this one is different, but to me, it's Breath of the Wild 2, 
Elden Ring, and probably the next ones would be like Skate I don't know. Four. Honestly, I think it would be Skate Four. You think so? I, I know Skate Four is definitely I would say like like Halo Infinite probably wouldn't be just because it's so close. Like, yeah, it's because and the multiplayer is already out, so yeah, like, what everyone cares about is already accessible. Yeah, so I mean, is like GTA, why is GTA Five on here? Can we just kill this game? <laughs> Seriously, please. can like Todd Howard, please let Skyrim die. <laughs> Rockstar, please let Grand Theft Auto Five die. That's exactly what it is. That's like let's stop remaking this and let's take those guys that are you have tasked to remake this and put them towards six GTA six, Elder Scrolls six. Let's uh let's get that ball rolling, guys. Mm -hmm. Even if it was just a couple, you know, say they got a small team that's doing it. It's like that that's extra bodies that could just be doing anything. Literally anything. Those games came out for the 360 and PS3. Yeah. Three generations. We're still getting it. Oh, uh, it's so bad. It hurts my brain. Anyways, if you know us, you know we want Elden Ring. That's yeah, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is to me Elden Ring. Then probably number two for myself would be God of War. Um, but number two for me would be Breath of the Wild. Two. Yeah. Well, number two for me would be Ragnarok. So <laughs> doesn't matter what you yeah. think. <laughs> Um, I am kind of interested in the Pokemon game just to see like what they're going to do different. Yeah, but I, it's not that exciting to me though. So, no. oh well. All right, we can move into ultimate game of the year. The heavy so, hitter time. Yeah, we're we're getting yes. getting big here. So we've got nominees of Deathloop, Psychonauts Two, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Wildermyth. Hitman 3, The Forgotten City, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, and Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And the winner for Ultimate Game of the Year was Resident Evil Village. Um, I'm happy it, with the win. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm surprised Wildermyth made this because of the type of game it is. It's, I'm just shocked. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I mean, do you really count a trio of three games towards Game of the Year? On the PS3, yeah, yeah. Resident I... Evil Village, uh, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, It Takes Two are probably my four. Deathloop probably would be in there if I was actually able to play it, but mm -hmm. Resident Evil Village, it's the one that's accessible via everything, but <clears throat> Switch probably. Yep, and it's uh, it's good. Village did not have any kind of like controversy around the game. When it came nope. out, right? Like it didn't have it, any problems. That but, is one thing I, for the most part, will give Capcom when they release a actual single player game. Not looking at you, RE3 remake. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're looking at like Resident Evil 2 remake, like it's just strictly single player. Uh, RE, even like Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8. They're like solid games, like really don't have any issues that I can think of, like bugs. Or yeah, glitches. they like, even Resident Evil three, like it was a complete. Unfortunately, complete game, mm -hmm. like <laughs> everything was there. There wasn't real game breaking issues. Like it actually seems like they put a QA team to make sure that you didn't just fall through the map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I will give them. Honestly, they remind me of. 
Nintendo in that sense. Nintendo always releases solid stuff. Like, I can give them crap, but realistically, Nintendo games work day one. Mm -hmm. They don't need a patch. They will work, which is, uh, I think, probably why Nintendo gets all of the love that they do. So They've been consistent over the years. I mean, mm -hmm. they've been robbing us blind for years, and here we are. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Go ahead. Like, Game of the Year was just so free this year. Mm -hmm. There is just so much bad and very uh, little good. It's it's pathetic. I mean, it just shows that the games this year... Like, we, we actually were talking about doing a podcast, which maybe we will at some point talk about it for um, one of the upcoming ones. of just like, what's going on with games this year? Because <laughs> everything's yeah. just getting bombed with reviews. So... We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. So um, it for me, it's a it's a really close race for ultimate game of the year for Ratchet and Clank or Resident Evil Village. They're both they're both really good games, really good stories, and I I don't know I don't know which one I would actually vote for to be the game of the year. And then uh, if those two were tied for first, my second place would be It Takes Two, and it's kind of strange. You might think, since I talked about It Takes Two so much at the beginning of the episode, how did it? How would I not rank it as number one? Well, it, it that that story, you know, is is kind of uh, what drags it down. Like the overarching story for me is just like a little bland, but the game itself, the it makes and, up for story and gameplay. Yeah, and I feel like Resident Evil Village does the gameplay, does the story. Ratchet Clank, same exact thing. It peaks out the performance of the PS5. Village uh, 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 doing the exact same thing. Like, it would be a pretty hard... Like, I'd have to sit down and like kind of try to quantify which game is actually the best. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I actually really want to play Deathloop um, myself, so... There's a chance that that one could have been up there pretty high as well. So my win just goes to Resident Evil Village because I think that's the best put together game. Didn't have any issues. Um, and we're fanboys. Yeah, fanboys also too. Mm -hmm. Then I probably would have also, you know, my top three would have been Village, Deathloop, and Dread, I think as of right now. Mm. Um, for <laughs> myself. Mm. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised you don't put Ratchet and Clank up here. I uh, I think the reason is I like Ratchet and Clank games, but they're not my favorite. Like I I like them a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. In a weird way, I kind of like Metroid a lot. Like I really like Super Metroid, like a lot. Sure. That's fair. Really good game for me. So I think it's part of that too. Anyways, we got some three real quick ones to go through. Um, Critics Choice Awards. Uh, they gave it to Deathloop. They're, I don't even think there were nominations for this, was it? I couldn't find nominations, so I'm not certain. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of rapid fire through this here. Uh, Breakthrough Award, Housemark got this for Eternal. And I think this is pretty fair because Housemark was making pretty small games before. Like, you're talking like $20 games, roughly. And um, they were top-down shooters or arcade style. And then they just expanded it into this big third-person game. Um, so I think it's pretty fair. And then the real big one, Ultimate <laughs> Hardware of All Time, <laughs> which I 
I don't even know what to say about this. They I'm, give you the PC. What? I'm just gonna. Are you sure it's not a solid state drive? <laughs> I'm just gonna point and shrug. I, what What do you want me to do with this? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. We Who really... did they give it to? Like, someone had to accept the award. Did like, was it Bill Gates or did like a computer just walk up? Was it like uh, Clippy from the old Microsoft? <laughs> oh <work>? man, yes, <laughs> it was Clippy. <laughs> oh man, but I think the um, I think the biggest one that we're going to talk about out of this is the last. Um, Last award, which is ultimate game of all time. Why they did this is so, just to cause chaos. Oh yeah. man! And this basically is just their number one game of all time. I guess I don't know if it's supposed to influential or if it's just you know top rated, whatever. Anyways, let's go through the list that they gave us here for nominees. We've got Dark Souls, the original Doom from 1993, Legends of the Breath of the Wild. Half-Life 2, Minecraft, Street Fighter 2, Tetris, The Last of Us, Super Mario 64, Metal Gear Solid, uh, which is the PS1. I don't know if they made another Metal Gear Solid, just called that. Um, Halo Combat Evolved, Super Mario Bros. 3, GTA 5, Portal, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Pac-Man, Super Mario Kart, Space Invaders, SimCity from 1989, and Pokemon Go. And the winner was Dark Souls, <laughs> which I think Out is of this list probably, in my <laughs> opinion. But Minecraft probably would, is the one that should win, realistically. But well, if I was voting, it'd be Dark Souls. Well, no, they they add like they have such a strange uh, melting <laughs> pot of games. Of these, you're like, okay, okay, yeah. and then Pokemon Go. Like if you're gonna yeah, add, I just want to say this. <laughs> I just want to say this, guys. I don't think I'd put Pokemon Go in like top 100 games of all time. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. yeah I don't I, know like, if you guys would. I wouldn't put The Last of Us in this list. I wouldn't put Call of Duty 4. I wouldn't put Breath of the Wild. <clears throat> if you're going to put old games like Tetris in there, why not put the first game ever uh, and put Pong? Pong. How does mm -hmm. Pong not win... You know, if you're including those, your your requirements somehow for this list include old as F games. How do you not put Pong instead of Tetris? So <laughs> my headcanon here, just just making this up as I'm going here. Tetris is still like widely played and they still have like Tetris 99, which is available. Nobody really plays Pong anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. But since we're making it up as we go along. Right, this is... <laughs> I, I think this is the one that, that kills me the most out of all of them. Okay. They put Super Mario Kart on here. And, like, and it's not even the best Mario Kart. <laughs> like, it's probably the worst Mario Kart. Like, it's like, arguably Double one of the Dash. worst ones. Mario Kart 8 is up there, but Double Dash is like, mm. Yeah, you've got Apple 64 tea. or Double Dash. You've got even, honestly, even the Wii version. Not the bad. DS version was good. <clears throat> yeah. DS versions. Like the. There's a lot of options, and I would pick all of them over Super Mario Kart. That's just me, though. But what do I know? Um, I want to hear the I want to be a fly on the wall in the conference room when they were coming up with this list, and some guy was like, "Pokemon Go," and they're like, "What are you talking about, Carl?" And he's like, "Look, it's it's a revolutionary game. For a solid week, the whole world was outside walking 
and catching Pokemon for a week. For a uh, week. For, <laughs> first of all, you got you got it wrong. It was Todd from Nintendo who nominated <laughs> Winback. Okay. He was on the. He was the, this the same guy. Hot takes, dude. This guy, he's like straight up. Come on, man. If Winback had made it on this list, I I that would be the last evidence I need that the guy that created Winback <laughs> listens to this podcast. No. Yes. So, <laughs> Winback being on there, and then Mort the Chicken. <laughs> if Mort the Chicken next year. <laughs> we need to like get our community together and make a run to get more chicken yeah. onto this list. We need it's to get going. everybody rolling. I don't know where it's but, going, but it's going. Like Pokemon Go doesn't belong here. SimCity 1989 for as good as it was, it doesn't belong here. Mario Kart doesn't belong here. Space Invaders. Eh. Well, here's the weird thing Cod too. Four. Like, so Pac-Man obviously it, it is definitely revolutionary. But the thing is, it's like well known that Mrs. Pac-Man is the go-to Pac-Man because Fair. it was faster and it just it was just like a, a more refined game. Of, mm-hmm. Like that was what people liked. And it's so the best game Pac-Man. of all time. Tell me how they picked Breath of the Wild out of the Zelda series and not Ocarina of Time, the <laughs> highest rated game of all time with a 99 <laughs> out of 100. <laughs> Somebody explain. I already told you this. Breath and of the Wild we, is a good game. Breath of the Wild is not a good Zelda game. <laughs> it is just because it is the newest game, and for whatever reason, it, so I don't know who, you know, is like if I don't know if like IGN has anything to like if like they're gonna get like try to pull things from there also, but like for example, I know all IGN staff and stuff. They will basically go die in a ditch for breath of the wild because they think it's the greatest thing that's ever graced earth and to me it's just like dude it's i breath that's of the what wild. gives me the biggest thing about it it's like i don't get it it's i not... love breath of the wild for the game it is i do not love it for being a zelda game it fits fine to be a zelda game like with zelda and link but it's headcanon to me it's a separate thing. But, like, how Ocarina is not on here. Did they just, like, interview a bunch of, like, teens and are like, oh, we got to mix in some old games, too. What old games do we know? Tetris. <laughs> uh, Pac-Man? Yeah. Yep. Pac-Man's All right. Old. In, defense, in defense of Pac-Man and Space Invaders, if you scale with inflation, Pac-Man and Space Invaders, in that order, is the most profitable game in the world yeah i'm sure because uh, it took a guy about seven minutes to code it. <laughs> and, and they've been reselling it ever since yes yeah and i don't know if that is the if that number is like combined like all pac-man games or just the og i don't know but i would even say probably just the og the yeah amount of quarters going into arcade machines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so sure but if you're gonna include the historical ones why like <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> they needed to just make up their mind where they were going with this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. This entire award show seems like they just need to get their their act together and figure yeah. out what they're doing here. Also, <laughs> it needs to not be just like open source voting, like maybe a percentage of the votes, but like how, actual how criteria. This? No, I think two, I think the categories. best way to do that is to have like open source voting on like the twitter poll that we saw 
where everybody just head-to-head votes. <laughs> Probably group stage style voting to eliminate the weird votes where like in the, the second tier you're like Breath of the Wild or Dark Souls. <laughs> you're like, well, heck, let's let's get it. Let's get those games up there a little bit, you know? Like that's yeah, how you this... that's how you determine the ultimate game yeah. of all time. Ultimate game of all time. Put every game ever <laughs> released and let people a, start voting. A, a three year Twitter poll that determines every day to go another <laughs> <laughs> the best game. I don't know. I, I think that what they should have done is like they should just have a panel where they come up with the games that you know and and they also need to like lay out like what the criteria is for some of these because obviously they're pretty confusing a little bit and then they should just have it where this was the winner but then this was the community winner mm, yeah i just have two ways critically like, there it is yeah it's just like dark souls for as good of a game it is there's no chance it's the best game of all time <laughs> like Doom completely changed first person shooters from back in the day. Uh Minecraft completely changed like sandbox survival games. Tetris is Tetris. Uh Super Mario 64 3D platformers. Halo Combat Evolved redid first person shooters again in the modern era. Super Mario Bros 3 like it's just like all these games are so influential and then Dark Souls created Souls likes. Yeah. And that's it. Created its own genre, which is, which is you know, hefty to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it throws but, some weight, but how do, do you really <clears throat> think it competes with any of them? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's it's very hard to. Um, I would say, it's hard. Everybody has their own like mentality and stuff because like sometimes you don't think about going that far back and then you're like oh well, yeah dark souls is huge now but then again but they, if I'm not going they that thought far back, about it yeah and if i'm not going that far back i'd go i'd still probably pick minecraft over it because minecraft, minecraft just, is so big it's just so massive but like i mean i don't know where they should have probably thrown on also like mortal Kombat. that was also you know i mean that's basically what got us the esrb yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. just uh, there's a bunch of stuff. It, it's there's so <laughs> many games that could have been on this list that it's kind of in the one game that's astounding. Statistically, should be on the list isn't in Ocarina. Yeah, and don't worry though, Pokemon goes on there. So <laughs> you got covered. Yeah, I, I guess I should just shut up. You should, because Pokemon, Pokemon Go is on there, and it should have won. <laughs> <clears throat> I actually think it should have been a winner. Yes, yes, it should have. Well, folks, uh, speaking of shut up, that is probably that's where we're gonna call the episode. Appreciate you sticking around. Uh, if you came to us directly for the information on the Joystick Awards, uh, I hope you enjoyed our commentary, and <laughs> and uh, you can. Comment under the YouTube video. Uh, we read and respond to all comments. Really like to see those. You can yell at us on at Twitter at Envision underscore org. And uh, you have yourself a lovely day. <laughs>